Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Today, from our news team, the Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy, the definitive edition, is real. Overwatch's McCree gets a name change due to that ongoing lawsuit, and Halo Infinite finally gets a redemption in a campaign trailer. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. Like I said, this is the Culture Jack News Desk. Welcome uh, to the podcast in general, the Culture Jack podcast. I'm your host for this particular show. My name is Dustin. Nice to meet you. If we've met before, you'll have to excuse me. There's so many of us. You get that, you know, kind of cocktail party syndrome where you just don't remember other people's names. If you are new to this podcast, this is one of several shows that we host on the podcast every week. On Monday, we have Monday Madness. Now, my co-host, Anthony, he's in charge of that one, and he talks about whatever has struck his fancy for the week. And then on Thursday, you know, we've got the Culture Jack News Desk. That's this show here. We talk about video game news. We talk about the video game industry. And I, I try and pique your interest on a few games that are up and coming, at least letting you know what's coming out in the very near future. Then tomorrow we have the Friday show, and that's my show. That's my special show. That's my baby. It's uh, one that I have uh, helped helped raise into a fine, strong show. Uh, and that's kind of like Monday Madness, but instead of Anthony uh, gabbing at you, it's me. And I get to talk to you about what I want to talk to you about, what it, whether it's you know, stories, whether it's anime, whether it's maybe video games again. Then we have a semi-regular show on Saturday we call On Today's Episode where we talk to you about a movie or show that we've just watched. It's like our review and recap show uh, that we present to you when something uh, really comes across our desk, across our radar. And then on Sunday, we've got the Weekend Wire again with Anthony. He talks about movie and television news. So all kinds of good shows. And I know if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you have heard this particular segue from me many, many times. Uh, but I appreciate you sitting through it again. Um, and maybe I just reminded you about a show that you'd long forgotten about on the podcast. But whether you are new here or whether this is your 200th and I don't know what episode are we? 213th episode? I appreciate I appreciate you being here. So with all of that being said, oh, no, I'll leave that for the end. Remind me, let's talk about beams a little bit at the end here. Uh, with all of that being said, let's take a peek at the news. All right, in PC Master Race news, there is a New World update, update 1.0.3, that adds server transfers, free titles, and emotes. Um... They are also going to be working on cross-region transfers, which will be added, quote, as soon as we can get it completed. Now, this is the Amazon Game Studios game, and I saw something very funny about this. I've been seeing uh, TikToks and YouTube videos and uh, other videos online about this game. This game looks so cool, but I am a console peasant, so I have not gotten an opportunity to play New World. It's like this massive open-world online RPG, essentially, and you don't have to fight. It's like a World of Warcraft, I guess, kind of game. And I, I think its popularity is a is a first for Amazon Game Studios. And so I think this could be the tipping point where we see Amazon Game Studios become a real uh, a real competitor 
in the gaming marketplace. I mean, we've seen other streaming studio, not studios, we've seen other streaming platforms attempt to do the same, Google Stadia. But if you were to ask me, Dustin, what hits have Google Stadia had on their platform? And besides the regular third-party games that appear on the other consoles and, and PCs already, I can't tell you which ones those are. But Amazon apparently has a hit with New World that looks very interesting. I will be very curious to see if it does eventually come to consoles. I mean, I know oftentimes PC games do not, but a boy can hope. Or maybe I shouldn't hope because people have said that it has addicted them. It has... um, It hasn't addicted them. That's a weird way to say that. (laughs) What has it done to them? It has caused them to become addicted to the the particular genre of gameplay in which encapsulated uh, therein. Oh, man. We took the rocky mountain path to get there. We took the, the road less traveled, but we got there. Albeit it was bumpy. You were uncomfortable. I spilled your drink, and I uh, swallowed my own gum. But <laughs> we made it. We made it. Okay. Uh, Grounded, the game, has a hot and hazy update, and that adds new environments and a new biome. Now, I played a little bit of Grounded. It's a good game, um, especially if you like... Uh, survival type games. Uh, It's not as creatively engaging as, say, a Minecraft, but it does have many of the same elements where you gather resources, you learn crafting recipes, and you create bases, you create weapons and clothing and armor and and the like. Essentially, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but a game. And, And this game's been out for a while. I don't know why I'm explaining to you what this game is. Um... But it's an interesting game. It's one that I did enjoy playing for a very short amount of time. But I've got other things to play, like Fortnite, which I guess has a new update out as well. But I have not been playing Fortnite. Have you been playing Fortnite? My brother and I, we, well, my brother, myself, my kids, my wife, his wife, we have a little competition going wherein if you play a regular match of Fortnite, you know, that's the the solos, the duos, the trios, or the squads, not any of the weird creative maps, but at the end of the game, if you have managed to achieve a victory, gotten a victory royale, and you check your stats, there is a accuracy percentage, as there is in many games, accuracies and KD ratios and all the like. Well, it's hard to have a KD ratio in, in a, a battle royale Fortnite game, but there's an accuracy percentage. And so for every season we have been tracking who has been the accuracy leader. My daughter, she won the first season that we started this, which was two seasons ago. I think it was at like 61%. My son was previously in the lead this season. So I guess just last season's when we started it at 58%. My brother, that son of a bitch, just got 88% accuracy. Now it's, you know, I'm, I'm proud for him. I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, kudos to him, but there is an event in this game now where you go kill zombies and the zombies just keep coming. And so you can just put a lot of bullets into these zombies, get a really high accuracy. Now I don't hate him that he used this tactic to get his accuracy, or at least that's what he thinks he did. I am displeased because that was my goddamn strategy. That was what I was going to do in order to become the accuracy leader. So now I have to get back and try in Fortnite. What was I saying? I haven't played a lot of grounded, I think is where I was getting with that. Pokemon Legends Arceus, 
there are uh, some new Pokemon that were revealed in a trailer. Now, I'm going to try my best. Uh, Hisuin, and Hisuin must be the region of Pokemon because in every game there are different uh, sub subtypes of similar Pokemon that you would see appear in other games, and they're just region-specific to that game. So Hisuin Zoroark and Hisuin Zorua, which must be the evolved or unevolved uh, version of the other are revealed in a new trailer. The trailer was really cool. It was like a found footage thing, way better production quality than I've ever seen out of a Pokemon game franchise before. Some of the movies have been pretty good, but uh, this, this guy, he's looking, he's looking for wild Pokemon because apparently this uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus takes place in a time before modern Pokemon, before Pokemons were tamed to be part of construction and the service industry <laughs> and battle it out in these uh, Pokemon battles and the like. This dude is investigating live Pokemon. He's got a video camera, it would appear, and he sees some snow runs and they're adorable and he looks up at the sky and the sky is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful cinematic trailer. And then he goes up into the forest and he goes, man, I feel weird about this forest. It's giving me a very eerie vibe. I don't know if I like it, but he keeps going in and he sees this little tiny Pokemon, which is one of these that were named. I'm pretty sure it might not be. This could be a completely different trailer uh, than the one I saw. And he's looking at it and it starts looking at him and he's like, oh, it's adorable. Look at its cute little fluff on his head. And this giant shadow comes out of the trees and smashes some rocks around him and the camera falls. And then it shows a a older looking Pokemon or an evolved version, I think, of that Pokemon that walks the little one away from him. He's making no noise. I believe these Pokemon just killed that man. I mean, these, these are traditionally like very childish games. I don't think, at least as far as my recollection goes, as far as my memory serves, there's not a lot of death. In the Pokemon universe, it's always they get knocked out, you know, they get scratched up, they get beat up, they go to Nurse Joy and they get healed up. So if this is the kind of content that I can expect that we can expect from the new Pokemon game, perhaps it will be uh, that of a little more mature nature. I already have touted how much I enjoy what the gameplay seems to be in Pokemon. Now, all of the other Pokemon, very linear paths. You couldn't cut, you couldn't go through a little bush, even though you had these monstrous animals fighting from in your pocket. Um, you had to, you had to get the specific one to cut down the bush. This seems like a more open world game, which I have said since breath of the wild came out that Pokemon should do, should adapt those style of games to, not those styles of games, but that uh, that lore, that story to a Breath of the Wild style game. So I'm hoping that's what this game is, but there's some new Pokemon they've showcased for it. Microsoft reveals 512 gigabyte and 2 terabyte Seagate SSD expansion cards for the Xbox Series X and S. Thank goodness this is what I was waiting for. Uh, the the price point is a little bit high, but I guess that's to be expected for something like that. Uh, the games that we have today take up so much damn space. A hundred gigabyte game is not something out of the realm of, uh, of possibility. You get a couple Call of Duties and a Red Dead Redemption on your, on your Xbox, and you're a third of the way full with three games. 
that's outrageous. And it's funny too, in comparison, I have a switch as well. And so I just recently, what did I download? I downloaded some switch game. I think it was Stardew Valley and it was like, I don't know, uh, maybe a gigabyte. It, probably even less than that. Uh, but these ones are going to cost the 512 gigabyte card is going to cost one $139 and 99 cents. The, uh, Two terabyte card is going to cost a whopping $399.99. Uh, so 400 bucks for an additional two terabytes of memory. I am going to, <laughs> I'm going to squirrel my money away. I'm going to look through the, the couch cushions. I'm going to find the amount of money that it takes to buy this card. And so in comparison, the article that I have from Gaming Bolt here says that the one terabyte card uh, is $219.00. 99 cents. So, you know, it's a, it's a $180 price jump between the one terabyte and the two terabyte, which is, yeah, that's a, that's a huge price jump in comparison to the jump from the 512 to the one terabyte, which is like 80 bucks, 90 bucks. Interesting. Although I am excited to have more storage and I'm excited to have more storage. Um, I don't know if you caught the podcast, when last year we went and got our Xbox Series consoles, but I bought both a Series X and a Series S, so it will be very nice to load up several games on a card and be able to transport that card between the systems rather than um, trying to haul the systems around and re-downloading things on, on different particular systems and the like. So uh, Halo Infinite on PC will add ray tracing after launch. Now, to me, I thought uh, Halo Infinite would already have ray tracing being a next generation game, but apparently that's not the case. Um, I think all, all games are going to have this ray tracing stuff, especially when the Unreal 5 engine really starts making its mark and the, the Lumen technology comes out on it. Uh, but... Yeah, so for PC gamers, you're going to get some ray tracing after launch. It will not be available at launch. So, like I said at the top of the show, the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, launches on November 11th. So, all of the rumors, all of the leaks, all of the spoiled pictures that came out were indeed true. We are getting Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And they did uh, put a trailer out. So if you haven't seen that trailer, check it out. I'll, I'll put it up on the Facebook page as well. So go check out our Facebook page. It'll have the trailer there for you to watch. But they showed kind of what, what they'd done to remaster these games, to remaster this trilogy. And it's, I mean, they're not, they're not remaking the games. Basically, they are just putting a fresh coat of paint on them. They're adding some better particle effects, some better lighting effects. They're, they're adding some better shadows to the characters, making things just look a little more polished. And so it's not like a full retread of, of the original trilogy. It's, it's kind of just a, a reselling or a retelling. Not a retelling. <laughs> I just said it because it rhymed. And I'm a child with a child's mind. And so when things delight me, uh, I just have to, I have to carry them through. Or maybe my, my mouth moves too quickly for my brain. And my brain is like, don't say it. Don't rhyme uh, reselling with retelling. Don't do that. Um, but I did it anyway. And so anyway, 
that's going to be neat. And also, I did read uh, later on that the Grand Theft Auto uh, 3 and Grand Theft Auto, shoot, San Andreas, I believe, will both be available on Xbox Game Pass. I can't remember what that date was. I think I've got it in my notes here um, somewhere. Okay, Advance Wars 1 and 2. Uh, the reboot camp has been delayed to spring 2022. It was originally supposed to come out at the end of this year, but that has been pushed forward or pushed back, I guess. CD Projekt uh, Red has acquired the Molasses Flood. So indie studio The Molasses Flood, known for Flame in the Flood and Drake Hollow, has been acquired by CD Projekt Red. So I don't know if... I mean, I don't know what this means. CD Project, I guess it's CD, CD Project is the publisher, maybe, and they're going to start. They're they're trying to become a a tour de force, uh, similar to EA, I guess, in that way where they publish a bunch of indie studios. It'd be neat to see. It'd be neat neat to see. the Flame in the Flood. I played a little bit of the game. It was kind of confusing to me. It was a little bit of a survival game, a little bit of a roguelike game, as the game you know, changed every time you went down the river on your little tiny raft. Uh, but you had to manage things like hunger and hot and cold and um, hydration, that sort of thing. So we'll see what they come up, come up with there. Okay, this is an interesting headline here. Overwatch's McCree gets an official name change. So his name is now going to be Cole Cassidy. If you remember playing Overwatch, he's the cowboy guy. He's like, it's high noon. And he paint little bullseyes on everybody, and anyone within his line of sight would be automatically dead. One shot KO. Um, but apparently, the original name, McCree, was from a previous employee of the company. And so when they were developing the game and they gave the gave the character his name, they named him after, you know, one of these developers or one of these workers within the company. Well, it turns out, as we all know, Activision uh, and Blizzard are under incredible scrutiny uh, with their, their reorganization after the lawsuit, all of the lawsuits against them by all of these different uh, regula regulatory committees and um, by em employees walking out and strikes and the like. And, and the whole hullabaloo, apparently... One of the employees that was a harassing uh, or otherwise led a toxic or, uh, yeah, I guess a harassing workplace um, was the guy named McCree. I don't know why I had such a hard time getting that out. Good Lord, McCree, what have you done to me? I'm going to need to change my name after this. Excuse me. What else do we have here? Uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits has recouped its initial development costs. Now, this is really cool. I, I have long touted the fact that I am a Microsoft man. I am a I'm a man of the Xbox cloth. And this PlayStation exclusive, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, it's the one with the the girl who has like the energy bow. She's like a Quincy from Bleach. But she controls these little spirits, these little Peekman tar creatures. Uh, it looks like they come out of the ground and... Uh, she uses them to possess different different higher spirits, and and the game looks really cool. It's very artistic, and I remember listening to the developers talk about it. It might have been at this last summer's E3 events, but they were talking about this is their first game, 
and they came from an animation studio design background. So it's really cool to me that this game is at least doing well enough to recoup its losses because I, I don't know. I just I think it's it's such a sweet story that these these people had no uh, experience making games and they came into the space and the game has done well enough uh, to get them at least their initial investments back. The global semiconductor shortage could continue until 2023, Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger says. Uh, what did he say specifically? He said, uh, we're in the worst of it now. Every quarter next year will get incrementally better, but they're not going to have that supply demand balance until 2023. Uh, and this is kind of uh, a counteractive statement to AMD CEO Lisu Su, who said that the chip shortage would begin winding down by the second half of 2022. So I think optimistically you could look for the end of next year, but pessimistically, maybe more realistically, you could look forward to the beginning of 2023 to end the chip shortage. And as a reminder, that is for you know CPUs, GPUs, the PlayStation 5s, the Xbox Series Xs and Ss. That's why there's been such a, such a shortage of these things in the market, even so as far as to include um, uh, chips for vehicles. Uh, we recently went vehicle shopping, got a nice little Ford Escape, cost an arm and a leg, good Lord, but there was absolutely nothing uh, by way of vehicles. Uh, and I think that's in no small part. Well, one, we live in Alaska. And so, y you know, it's not like this is where the big car manufacturers are. Um, but two, also because of this, this chip shortage as well. WB Games is working on a Super Smash Bros inspired multiverse fighter. This is a, a rumor from Jeff Grubb again. And so what what characters would go in a WB Games Smash Brothers like game? Obviously, we've got DC characters, but at that point, if you're just putting DC characters in it, you're just going to make, you know, injustice. Um, so we've got DC characters. DC heroes could definitely go in it. Uh, we recently have gotten Dune, which I, I talk about that on Saturday. I've got an OTE coming out, but Dune was an absolute masterpiece. If you have not gotten an opportunity to see Doom, Doom. <laughs> Don't go see Doom, the one with uh, Dwayne Johnson. That's not a good movie. If you have not had the opportunity to go see Dune, go see it in the theaters. It is worth that big IMAX experience, or so I think. So we've got Dune. We've got the DC folks. Um, I guess you could throw a Harry Potter in there. WB. Who else is WB? On the DC folks, we talked about those. Uh, Matrix, you could have Neo and those guys join the fray. Space Jam, obviously that just came out. Free Guy is a Disney Disney Plus thing. Uh, the, 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 the Chris Nolan films, Interstellar, you could have Tenet. You could have the, the guys that move backwards through time. I still haven't seen Tenet, by the way. I know Anthony was so jazzed up on it, so excited about it, but... Um, yeah, who who would you put in a WB inspired uh, Smash Brothers style game? Like if you could have that game, who would you put in it? Leave us a comment. There's several places you can leave us a comment on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter at Culture Jacked. You can also leave us a review on any of the streaming podcasting platforms you're listening on. 
and in your review <laughs> comment on uh, what WB Smash Brothers character, characters, story, or franchise would you like to see in that universe? Is Rick and Morty now a WB owned property? I know they were, they made a spoiler alert for Space Jam, a new legacy. They made a cameo appearance in that, but I don't know if they're a WB property. Anyway, think about it. Get back to me. Xbox exclusive Wu-Tang Clan RPG is in the works at Brass Lion Entertainment. This is another rumor here, but uh, that'd be kind of interesting if it was true. And there's that Wu-Tang album that was sold to, who was the dude? Um, Martin Scarelli, the, the pharma bro, drug lord who hiked up the prices of, of a certain, I think it was like a diabetes drug or something like a thousand percent or something a real scumbag absolutely um but he had like the one and only print of a wu-tang unreleased album and then he went to jail and so it was sold off again and i just watched a story on internet today where they were talking about how they they made <laughs> they made that album is somehow being turned into an nft so once you have purchased the nft you have the ability, some ability to listen to it without being able to re-record it um, or, or smuggle it out of the NFT space or something along those lines. But it's cool to see Wu-Tang Clan is working on an R RPG or they're not working on it, but Brass Lion Entertainment is working on it. And is that their entertainment studio? I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, this is where it was. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas remasters are coming to the Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now on November 11th. Um, wait a second. So San Andreas is coming to Game Pass and GTA 3 is coming to PlayStation Now on December 7th. Interesting. So you only get one depending on what platform, but at least each, each of you... Each of you get one. San Andreas is supposed to be the, the better game anyway. So Halo Infinite did have a new campaign trailer that came out, shoot, a couple days ago, three days ago. It was on the twenty the 25th, so Monday. Uh, and it was really, really good. It was an extended trailer. Not an extended trailer. Well, I guess an extended trailer. It was six, six and a half minutes thereabouts, and it showcased... Uh, a lot of the story, it showcased kind of where the franchise was headed, had some voiceover narration by the developers talking about what you could do, what Halo means to us, that sort of stuff. But it looked very polished, at least to my untrained eye. Now, after the backlash that the Halo Infinite campaign trailer originally had when it came out prior to the first postponed launch of Halo Infinite last year, it was uh, really lampooned for clipping in of assets for unpolished, unfinished looks. They even named one of the alien attackers, Greg, and they did, <laughs> they did those cheeky bastards in this trailer made kind of a tongue in cheek joke about that. They said, you know, you're getting, you're getting all new cast of characters and some of your returning favorites. And they showed Greg in that same spot on the ramp that he fought master chief the first time when they said some of your old favorites. So they were very obviously saying, hey, look, Greg's back, but he looks way better. 
I'm excited for this game. I might play the campaign. Typically, historically, I, I usually just play multiplayer when it comes to Halo games. But this time, I may give the story a try. A try. A try. I may give the story a try. Okay. Uh, Epic Games makes changes to its alternate four-day work week, which angers its staff, apparently. Uh, I was not... I was not abreast of this uh, policy in the first place, but apparently an alternating four-day work week. Now, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about, uh, was it Eidos, Eidos Montreal, who had made the change to their employees' work week, offering them a four-day work week. Uh, it sounds like Epic Games tried to do something similar, but has since backtracked on the idea. No doubt they tried to do it after the praise that was heaped upon Eidos Montreal for the decision to move uh, in the opposite direction of these long overtime, crunch time hours and work schedule in the lead up to a game's release. Xbox 360 Halo games are going to be shutting down their online services in January of this next year. On January 14th, 343 Industries confirmed. So if you want to play some Halo 5, some Halo... Uh, wait, that's that's Xbox 360. Halo 5 was on Xbox One. If you want to play some Halo 3, I'm pretty sure that was 360. Some Halo 2, probably. Um, well, that's that's going to be... That's going to be over in January. Now, this, is that just Halo Xbox 360 Halo games online services will be shutting down in January 2022? I know there is the Halo Master Chief Collection. It's got Halos 1 through 4 and ODST. Are those online components going to be shutting down as well? Or are they going to persist into the future? I, I don't know, and I did not look it up. So that will remain a mystery to me until I either look it up or you either look it up. Why don't you look it up? You record yourself telling me about which Halo uh, Halo Master Chief Collection components will be online after January 14th. Get back to me with the, the, the recording, and I'll put you on the podcast. Apex Legends Season 11 escape trailer uh, showcases Stormpoint, ash and car smg so it's a new location for apex legends great time for me to get back into it i think a new character ash it looks like she has uh some kind of reality bending phase shifting powers similar to phase shift in the titanfall 2 franchise which is a really a really cool power and a new gun the car smg the Apex Legends lore is so tied up with Titanfall, and now Ash is a character from Titanfall 2. She was destroyed right out of her Titan. I don't know if this could be a forebearer to the idea that Titans are soon going to enter the universe, but I hope that they are. I think that would be really cool. Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Uh, it was live a couple of days ago. It started up on the 26th, so we talked about that. All the Nintendo 64 and some of those uh, Sega Genesis games. Well, not all of the Nintendo 64, but a good deal of them. And a good deal of those Genesis games are, uh, are out now. So if you have signed up for that, it's an extra $20 on your Nintendo Switch Online Pass. A Quiet Place The Game has been announced and launches in 2022, being developed by Illogica and Epitome. 
so that I think is a very good story, a very good concept for a game. It would make an incredible survival horror game akin to a Resident Evil or uh, akin to um, <laughs> my references are so dated. I was going to say a Parasite Eve, a Silent Hill game, um, but those haven't had a, a new release in years. Uh, Little Devil Inside will receive its first in-depth look at the PlayStation's state of play. Now, this happened yesterday, and I recorded this podcast before the PlayStation Showcase. So, what that means, I, I have been looking forward to this game for a long, long time. If the PlayStation Showcase was real bangers, a lot of cool stuff that they, they introduced or they fleshed out a little bit more, I will be doing a separate episode on that PlayStation State of Play Showcase. If not, I will watch this Little Devil Inside in-depth look, and I will get back to you uh, next week on the new show. I am so excited about this game. It just it looks so cool. It has such an interesting aesthetic design, and uh, honestly, I can't I can't wait to play it. But apparently, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Hopefully. It is supported by last-gen PlayStation 4, because I do have one of those. Okay, and that that's the news, or that's all the news that I have that I want to give you. Like, I kept some for myself because, <laughs> let's face it, I'm a greedy boy. I'm a greedy boy. Uh, let's get into some, some upcoming game releases, shall we? Uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars, out today. I talked about it last week coming out. I'm very excited. It's for the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. Uh, so I will be downloading that later today, and I will let you know. I'll let you know how it is. Also coming out uh, today, Riders Republic, and that's that. I I actually I don't think I understood what that game was when I was covering it during E3, uh, but it is a shoot, like a, a thrill sports style game. And I saw someone playing, it must have been a beta version of it uh, a couple weeks ago on a TikTok video. And they were skiing down this mountain and they're skiing down this mountain, skiing down this mountain, and they jump off this cliff. Like they're just, they're going to go just kill themselves off of this cliff. And as they jump off the cliff, as they leap off, they bring up a what looks like an inventory wheel that you would see in something like Red Dead Redemption or like Grand Theft Auto. They bring it up, they cycle around, and they get to a, uh, not a parachute, but like a paraglider. They click on the paraglider, and the skis disappear. They get a paraglider, and they, they fly down the mountain, and then right before they hit the snow, they flip the wheel back on and, and get their skis back on. And then right before the snow runs out and they hit grass, they flip the skis off and they put a bicycle on. So very interesting concept for a game. It looks very arcadey fun. Um, not like, not like I expected it to be. I expected it to just be several different races of several different varieties. Uh, but it is, you get to kind of pick and choose what you want to ride in Riders Republic. That's coming out for everything last generation, current generation, PC, Google Stadia. Oh, it's not coming out for Nintendo Switch. Surprise, surprise. Fatal Frame, Made in the Blackwater, came out today as well. Uh, again, it's available for last generation, current generation, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Age of Empires 4 came out today for PC. And then 
Mario Party Superstars comes out tomorrow, October 29th for the Nintendo Switch. If you're not familiar with what Mario Party Superstars are, so Mario Party has, oh man, I'm going to get into Mario Party here. Mario Party has a long history of really good games, really fun party games. And I played them with my family and friends when, you know, way back when on the Nintendo 64. And I think I've talked about the the little blisters that we got in the middle of our palms from rotating the joystick so swiftly. Uh, but it was filled with just these wonderful, timeless mini games within Mario Party. The boards were awesome as well, but the mini games were really where these older Mario Parties stood out. And it was Mario Party, Mario Party 2, Mario Party 3. As the, the iterations of Mario Party continued to grow and we got into Mario Party 5 and 6 and 7, they they started to devolve into these really overly overly simplistic childish games where everybody wins whereas before they were these ultra competitive games now nintendo recently made kind of a a return to return to form in mario party shoot i think it was just called mario party maybe it was mario party 8 or maybe i'm thinking of mario kart 8 but they made an excellent return to form in the most recent iteration of Mario Party. And it was competitive again. And they then announced that Mario Party Superstars was going to come out where you could buy uh, the game and get access to over a hundred mini games from those very early, early Mario Party games and boards from those early Mario Party games as well. So I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited to um, really uh, beat my brother in Mario Party again, just like I did uh, in the old days. And then uh, we don't have a lot of games coming up in the next week, um, but starting on November 3rd, we've got a game coming out called Bloodshore. It's an adventure uh, style game. It's available for last generation and current generation. I'm talking the PlayStation 4s and 5s. I'm talking the Xbox Ones and Series. It's on Nintendo Switch. It's on PC and it's on your Apple iOS device, Bloodshore. Just Dance 2022 comes out the next day on November 4th. That's available for next gen and last gen, Nintendo Switch and Google Stadia. And then finally on November 5th, we've got Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, which is of course a big popular title. We'll see how well it does. I'm not gonna buy it. Anthony might though. I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in a good long while. I did play some Call of Duty Warzone, and it's a pretty good game, but it's not 90 gigabytes worth of my my game storage good, if you if you know what I'm saying, if you get, you catch my drift. Maybe when I one day am able to afford that 2 terabyte extra storage SSD card for the back of my Xbox Series X, maybe then I'll play more Warzone, more Call of Duty. But until then... That's the Culture Jack News Desk, everybody. Make sure you stay tuned. Stay tuned for the Friday show on today's episode, The Weekend Wire, Monday Madness. It would help us so much if you gave us a review. Let us know what you think of the news, what what more you want to hear from the news. Do you want to hear different kinds of news? Uh, do you want me to stop telling you what games are coming out? You know, if you leave us a review, what that does is... Um, the podcast platform that you're listening on will send letters to the other podcast platforms and they'll say, we've got them. 
And then those ones will say, well, we've got them as well. And then it will be a classic situation where we have to invite both of those streaming platforms out to dinner and we dress up, but we get separate tables. And then we have to go back and forth to try and appease both of them in a 90s style rom-com. It, it'll, I mean, it'll be hilarious. We'll be changing ties. We'll be ordering the wrong things. We'll be pretending to be the waiter for some reason. We'll be like, what are you doing? And like, don't worry about it. Um, but we've double booked ourselves in that case. Uh, what I'm trying to say is leave us a review. You can get in touch with us, <laughs> like I said, at Facebook, at uh, Twitter, at Instagram, at Culture Jacked, or send us an email. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover or something else that you'd like us to talk about, you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us for the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm Dustin, and that's the news. <laughs> and we'll see you, we'll see you next week. Oh, oh shoot. Stop the, stop the tape. Stop the recording. Hold on. I, <laughs> I said at the beginning when I was talking, when I was delivering all of my, you know, personal advertising about our podcast and, and everything else, I had mentioned beams and I was like, okay, I'll talk about beams at the end of the podcast. Then I got to the end of the podcast and I was so relieved to be delivering my last gulps of air that have been translated into words, into the, the microphone here that has compressed it into a digital file that has transported itself through the internet and then to your car speakers or your headphones. I was so excited to be finished with all that. I completely forgot that I was going to talk to you a little bit about beams. What is beams? Why would you be talking about beams when you were talking about where you could find the culture Jack podcast on the internet? And I'll tell you why, because beams is an app that I have begun to use and I'm trying to use it as kind of a community outreach for culture jacked. And so if you have not checked down our Facebook page, I did post a little bit about beams on there with a link. Uh, you can download the app. And so what beams is, is kind of it's short, short form audio podcasting. Essentially, you're, you're just having conversations with strangers. <laughs> well, I think we know each other a lot better than that. By now we're no strangers. Uh, so you're just having conversations with, with Anthony, with myself. Uh, you have 90 seconds to record your audio clip and then someone can listen to it and, and think about, you know, what they think about the, the thing that you're talking about, the topic you're talking about and make a short audio clip of their own. So it's an opportunity for us to interact a little bit more. If you hear one of these stories that I talk about or Anthony talks about or one of our, our podcasts really strikes you right in your heart, right in your soul, and you feel impassioned to just tell us about it, tell us how you made it made you feel really bad or it made you feel really good or, you know, made you feel really indifferent and we shouldn't quit our day jobs, which we're not doing. We're doing this, you know, in between before and after. Uh, but Beams, check it out. It's really it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's a young platform. It's not blowing up yet. Um, so the, it's, it's funny to me because, you know, when you go to YouTube, you punch in anything in YouTube and you will get something out of YouTube. You go into Facebook to Google, you punch in anything and you will get something 
out of it. You go to this app and say you've got a particular interest or fancy and you punch it in. It's not there yet because it's so young. So you and I, if you go over to Beams and you talk with me and I talk with you, we could be pioneers on this thing. We could really be the 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 PewDiePies, the Dude Perfects, uh, the insert popular YouTuber, social media influencer here. We could be that that guy or that gal or that pair or that team together. It's a, a weirdly impassioned speech for an app that you probably haven't heard of until today. Let me describe the app for you here. I'm going to look it up on my okay on my phone it's on ios i'm pretty sure it's on android as well but it's a red square as many of <laughs> many of the app icons are uh with uh white lines it's like a circle kind of looks like maybe a basketball maybe a croquet ball croquet cricket croquet a croquet ball you know you hit it through the little wire wire holes anyway uh, that's what it looks like. It's Beams, B-E-A-M-S. So check it out. I hope to see you over there. I hope to talk to you about some of these things that we're talking about. And now is the true end of the podcast. Now is the true end to the news. And like I said, that Sony showcase, if it really blows my mind, blows me out of the water, and I feel so inspired, I will do a podcast on that as well. Uh, and it, Shoot, maybe I'll put that out yesterday. Maybe I'll put that out on Wednesday. You're really getting a, a feel for the timeline in my <laughs> my recording of these podcasts. Okay, that's enough. This episode's done. Goodbye. Have a good good day or night or you know lunch if that's where you're headed. 